Does he really like you or does he just want to fuck you? You don't know. This is Sparta! Once again, it's time. You've read the books. Solving single, hoe tactics, and men don't love women like you. Now listen to the only podcast that gives you a brutally honest breakdown of dating and relationships. This is G.L. Lambert Explains It All. Talk to him, player. Yeah. I like your little sexy style. Love it when you're getting wild. Girl in the club with me. Come over here, let me talk to you for a minute. Girl, you need to be in magazines with a crown on your head Cause you's a ghetto queen like bling, bling, bling mm. Come on, you fine, girl The way you're shaking that sexy Body like Your pussy couldn't keep him Your personality didn't mesh enough to make him want to settle down You did everything right And he still won't love you the way you want to be loved Let's keep it real You didn't do everything right Every woman who dates and loses her power knows that she fucked up along the way. You were too nice, too easy, too understanding, the list goes on. See, now you want revenge. You want a do-over to make this man recognize who the fuck you are. I get these emails all the time. GL, how can I make him eat out of my hands? How can I make this man beg to get back with me? How can I make this man see me as a game changer? <sighs> the power over men is mental. It's based on respect, control, and lust. A man who has fucked you in every position no longer has lust for you on a deep level. A man who has you in your feelings crying, calling, and texting paragraphs realizes he has control over your mind. Think about respect. You let this man get away with whatever. You always pick up the phone when he calls and you will go over and fuck him even when you're mad. You think he sees you as a future wife? He will always see you as a basic ass bitch because you allowed him to disrespect you in a way you can't recover from. To get that power back isn't about tricks, ignoring them, blocking them for a few weeks. Period. So allow me to carve out that weak shit. On today's show, I'm going to share a few chapters from my new Date Like a Spartan audiobook. The reason I teamed up with Patrick Stevens to bring you this book is that for the past two years, I've gotten emails and messages asking why the Men Don't Love Women Like You audiobook only had the first part of the book. So now you have the second part of the book in audio form for the first time. So listen to these chapters, take in this information, and understand how easy it is to attain power over men by first understanding the power of self. When challenged with what makes you special, your answer will always be some form of, I am special because I'm not like other women. Do you, Do you know, know who says, says those exact things? things? Every other woman. Remember that brutal kick in the ass? The first part of this book began with an observation and then a challenge. The observation was that there are too many weak, basic, and typical women pretending to be special. The foundation they were built on was cracked. Their self-esteem was buried under years of childhood trauma failed relationships, and a victim's mindset that told them that they could not win. The challenge I laid forth in Awaken the Spartan Within was to hit reset and realize that no relationship will ever succeed unless you understand and embrace who you truly are, a goddess in the flesh, the center of the universe, a Spartan queen who creates opportunity and ignites success. Men Don't Love Women Like You has changed lives. 
The emails I've gotten from Australia, Vietnam, Amsterdam, New York, and everywhere in between were proof that everything I wrote needed only to be done in the ways I laid out, and any woman could become a Spartan. I've been told numerous times that the audiobook was a nightly ritual and asked why the entire book wasn't available in that form. The answer is simple. Basicas don't follow directions very well. Men Don't Love Women Like You was broken into parts for a reason. The first part was to build your self-confidence and open your eyes to what this world truly is, an amusement park of your creation. The second part was about the practical how-to of meeting men, dating men, and entering a relationship in such a way that you would not make the same mistakes you once did. The third part focused on the relationship stage. What I found with the book is that so many women were racing to get to the dating sections that they skipped the internal work. You can't date like a Spartan if you are not yet a Spartan. GL, how can I deal with my daddy issues? GL, what do men really think of plus-sized women? GL, how do I know I'm ready to date after a breakup? That was covered in the first seven chapters, but they didn't have time to read it and do the work. People tend to buy books when they want immediate answers because it's not about working on self. It's about reacting to pain. You know how you are when you're scared and confused. You become impatient, desperately looking for a quick fix so you skim through knowledge that can save your life just so you can learn how to make some punk-ass boy fall in love with you. That basic shit infuriated me. So the audiobook needed only to include your first lesson, Awakening the Spartan Within. If you were truly worthy of this knowledge and strong enough to continue that journey, then you most likely picked up the physical book, or you're currently listening to this reloaded version. Regardless of the path, if you are right here right now, congratulations. The Spartan within you is wide awake, and you're hungry to learn how to control this newfound power. You demand this book. You need this book. And I know you will make me proud as you reach the finish line of your dating life. So, what's currently standing in the way of you finding love? It's not external. There is no external problem that isn't internally projected. There is something causing you to stand in your own way. You say you want to manifest love, but instead you have manifested men who play games, men who ghost you, men who would be perfect but aren't your type, men who are perfect 50% of the time and confusing the rest, men who bounce in and out of your life, men who come in for a short stint and ruin your confidence. This isn't a dating book. This isn't a book about men. It's a book about you understanding that you are a badass goddess who can and will get what she wants. I know who you are at the core. You want to be happy. You don't want the confusion, and you hate that you fall for people who change up or reveal that they aren't anything you hoped. It's not the men. They are merely pawns on the board. It's your own mind that's broken. You're so strong in most areas, but so weak in others. Anxiety over choosing wrong 
an uncertainty that kindles your trust issues, all of those things that the first part of this book tried to help you reset and rewrite will come back during the dating stage because you will meet men who cause you to question your judgment. The truth is, you know how to date. It's the second guessing that always throws you off and leads you to either choosing the wrong man or pushing away the right man. Date Like a Spartan is a blueprint that is guaranteed to improve your dating life overnight. All the things you learned in the first part of this book, the spiritual journey, the holes you poked in the illusion others call reality, it's a superpower that has put you ahead of the game. Look at the rest of those basic bitches. Running around like chickens with their heads cut off. Pick me, pick me. They still think it's about how they look, how much they weigh, and what city they live in. Ha! Those peasants are still reading dating book after dating book, trying to figure out how men think, huddling up with their basicas in online groups, figuring out how to tap into feminine energy or whatever dumb buzzword that's being pushed on social media. These typicals talk about manifesting, go out and buy crystal after crystal, read hollow affirmation after affirmation only to end up with the same old fix-a-dick. You are no longer in the same boat as the dick-thirsty man-chasing gimmick-using love-starved little girls. You are a fucking deity. You know that manifesting isn't something you do, it's something that's already happening. You understand that men aren't something you chase. They are seduced and slaughtered. This is your world, and it doesn't demand that you be anything more than your true self. Being aligned with your godhood, aware of your power, and confident enough to aggressively go after opportunities is ancient wisdom lost on the modern minds of the ignorant. Ignorance doesn't live in your mind. The first test has been passed. All the issues with your parents, your exes, physical appearance, and self-confidence were worked out in the first part of this book. The time for healing, reflecting, and resetting is over. Now it's time to move in power and take what belongs to you. This is your stage. The background players have moved into position, and now you have to put on the show of your life as the universe directs you to the ultimate happy ending. Welcome to the second level of Spartanhood. The world has changed since the first edition of this section. Online dating has become bigger. A pandemic rocked the world and men have upgraded their games to take advantage of these things. It doesn't fucking matter what's going on out there, only what's going on inside of you. You may have stumbled, but you are still a Spartan. And we are now reloaded with a new way to take control of your world. I will show you how to win at any cost with an updated strategy pulled from those that have used this very book to level up. I warn you, these steps won't be easy. The work required will push you to go against your fears, stomp out the ego that still lingers, and rebuild you as a Spartan in action, as well as in thought. The others couldn't reach these heights. They read part of the book and put it down or went back to their weak bitch ways. My book hurt the feelings of basic women, and that's not by accident. They failed my initial Spartan boot camp and aren't here because the knowledge in this book 
is not for them. This is your book, Spartan. The reward for making it through this stage is that you will never have dating stage anxiety, worries, or fears again. No matter where the present or future may find you, breakups, pandemics, or jumping back into the dating pool years from now, the information contained in this book will put you back on track and remind you just who the fuck you are. A world eater. Chapter 1. The Brutal Truth About Dating Humans tell themselves stories to make life easier to digest. Superstition ruled the world before science. It's easy to look back and laugh at myths on why rain fell from the sky, now that you know that there is no magic involved. Nevertheless, myths are still being told, and you are still buying into them to make sense of your own fears. If you're a nice person, then nice things will happen to you. If you do a detailed vision board, you can't lose. If you date people whose astrological signs match up with yours, you'll eventually win at love. This is not science. They're stories that someone made up, claimed worked, and you bought in without any proof other than word of mouth or anecdotes. Even when you crash and burn and none of the stories you believe in or superstition you follow work out, you don't question or call bullshit. Instead, you double down with, it's not for me to question fate. Listen to how silly that sounds. You are worse than the prehistoric humanoids because they had to make it up as they went. You have all this knowledge at your fingertips and still choose to believe in fairy tales. We slip into the lives that are laid out for us the way children slip into the clothes their mother lays out for them in the morning. No one decides. We don't live our lives by choice, but by default. Jed McKenna Everything you believe is inherited. You think because you're now into new age, holistic, or mystic teachings that you're different or more woke than those that still cling to Western ideals or mainstream concepts? The truth is you're just as much of a sucker as they are. There is nothing deep about following make-believe that has yet to net you results. There is nothing positive about swallowing hollow affirmations that you don't really buy. You want the genie-in-the-lamp world that the law of attraction promises, but what you're getting is inconsistent results. Guess what? Everyone is getting those results. They make a little money, have a little success, get into a new relationship and scream, it works! But it doesn't. The pyramid scheme of let's all keep pretending it's magic when it's actually 20% results and 80% failure is a scam. I told you the Spartan secret, who you really are, and that it was time to wake from the dream you keep calling life and all the gimmicks and rules that just keep this matrix going. Did you listen? Did you realize that the demons are just light shadows dancing in your head? Did you embrace the fact that all the situations you call problems are of your own imagination? Do you now laugh at the roller coaster of life, or do you still bury your head because you still think the dips and dives are real? 
I ripped the veil of perception off and ended all excuses. You don't need to believe in anything but yourself in order to collapse the wave. Yet when you go out into the world to date, jump on these apps to match, or are face-to-face -face with a man, you freeze up and fall into old habits. You continue to tell yourself the same dating story, that it's all about the men in your city, that it's about luck, that you have to wait to be picked, and that you have to be what men say they want in order to be loved. Your ego is not built for the truth because to accept the Spartan secret is to kill your ego, and you don't want that to happen. Thus, you create the story of your life. Good woman stuck in a world where there aren't any good men that can handle her, and that makes you feel better about your circumstances. Go on, tell yourself that you're single by choice, and that all these men would love to be with you, but none of them are worthy. The reality is that if you're still stuck in the dating stage, it's not by choice. Sure, you can pick some slob and be his girlfriend, but let's take simps off the table. Could you go out and get an actual top-shelf, high-value boyfriend by the end of the month? That's not rhetorical. Answer that right now in your mind. If the answer is, I'm sure I can, then why haven't you? What the fuck isn't connecting in terms of going on a date and snatching a man's soul? You're getting older, other women are getting smarter, and you're pretending that you choose to be single? I could Spartan up if I wanted, but the city I live in doesn't have any eligible men. Plus, I'm working on myself, blah, blah, fucking blah. Weak women make weak excuses for their relationship status. The real reason why you haven't used the first part of this book as a weapon to unlock your true power is that you don't believe. All the Spartan teachings from the first half of this book are replaced with whatever new basic bitch dating book you picked up next. All that stuff that panders and tells you nothing is your fault feels better than me trying to beat the weak out of you. All that stuff that pats you on the back and tells you to just keep praying feels better than me telling you that you have to be an active creator. It feels good and sounds good, but it didn't work, did it? Here you are, right back where you belong. You know you're a Spartan. You know the words in this book will flip the switch, but you're stuck in a loop of doubt. The universe will always call bullshit on your ego and push you to be truthful. Between you and me, I know you've been hurt, rejected, and that someone you liked didn't like you back. Of course you can't admit these things because it destroys your narrative about being happily single or single by choice. You want companionship, and here the universe is showing you that it exists that your bullshit wrong woman in the wrong city theory is a lie. You see others falling in love. You see power couples being born. You even see men pop into your life and tease you. And it depresses you on a certain level because you should be the one winning. You can either stop lying to yourself and realize that it doesn't matter the city, the types of men in that city, or any external factor I can and will win. A negative story will lead to negative chapters. A positive story will lead to positive chapters. Again, 
positivity doesn't come from chance, crystals, books, or quotes. Everything in this sandbox you call life comes from your deep knowing that you can win without really trying, because this universe is rigged in your favor. What is this world? The world isn't chaos, it isn't horrible, it isn't unfair, and it doesn't need to be burnt down and rebuilt. The world you occupy is a raging storm of your own mind. You have sunny days, you have rainy days, you have tornadoes, and sometimes it's a severe blizzard that forces you to stay inside. When you get into the habit of reacting instead of embracing, you surrender to the elements and you lose your way. You become nothing more than a kite tearing into the wind. No matter what kind of childhood you had, there were things put in place to protect you from this storm of your mind. There was a sense of order, sense, and a blueprint that would help you control the world. Go to school, get rich, be happy. Have faith in religion, don't sin, you'll really be happy. Listen to adults, they know everything and will enlighten you to the point where happiness is guaranteed. By the time you reach adulthood, you discover that adulting is hard because none of that blueprints, blind faith, or advice changes the raging storms of the world. Nothing worked, and no one really knows anything, and you ask, what's the point? Who is running this cruel simulation, and how can you hack it? The irony that any wise person discovers is that you don't have to hack life. There is nothing to really learn. All knowledge is right there for you to know if you choose to look. The world was never chaos. It opens up and gives you those sunny days, but you don't appreciate it. Your mind goes to, this won't last, negativity. The world opens up and gives you that rainy day to slow you down, not to make you crash, but you still crash because you don't know how to handle the highways of your own mind. The world will even blizzard the entire world, force you to sit at home and get that break you need to hit reset. But you don't see the sign that this is what you need to focus your mind. Instead, you go crazy and want to rush back out to the chaos of the routine. Meditate on that weather metaphor for a moment and put the world into that perspective. Fighting the bad days or wishing for better days isn't the point. Understanding that each day is there for a reason is crucial to framing your life and mastering your world. Your conscious mind is not aligned with your subconscious mind because you still think on a materialistic level. Money, clothes, vacations, and other people are needed to be happy, and it's all hard to come by. So you keep pushing and pushing, and the weather of your thoughts keep changing and changing. You've created a hell out of heaven. You are so bogged down with wanting things that don't even matter that you can't grasp the things you need. There will never be an out there. There will never be a them. There is only you fighting a pointless war with yourself because you've been hypnotized into believing the news, gossip, politics, and heartbreaks are real. The ignorant person hides under the bed when the wind whistles through an open window because they mistake noise for a monster. 
How many times does this book have to keep pulling you back in for you to realize that there is no such thing as monsters? What is dating? How would you describe dating to a five-year-old? The process of meeting people, getting to know them, deciding if you match personality-wise, and then testing that theory over a period of time to see if you should commit. You can't define it better than that, right? The concept of dating is easy to grasp, but it's hard to do if you don't understand the world you are living in. Let's break each piece down. The process of meeting people. When you believe that you live in a random world, you will think of meeting people as simple luck. Either you're lucky enough to be that woman who bumps into some handsome millionaire who sees you as a trophy, or you're unlucky and bump into some shady narcissist who ruins the next two years of your life. Enlightenment, not the kind you pay for by going to seminars, but the actual truth of knowing your own mind, would make you laugh at the concept of luck. Yet, here you are, still firmly asleep at the wheel, thinking that meeting people is a crapshoot. The universe reacts to this luck theory and again calls bullshit. Oh, you can't meet people outside because you don't go out. Bam! Here's the technology that can now speed up the dating process and take it out of the realm of being outside at the right place at the right time. Again, since you are ignorant to the world and your place in it, you shake your head. Nope, that technology is filled with creeps and weirdos. I don't want to use it. The universe then shrugs and places you back outside a random event, a new job, any place where you can be social. You shrug again. Nope, none of these men who are approaching me are what I want, and the guy that does look like something I would want isn't coming over. I quit. Do you see how utterly stupid your world becomes when you buy into the concept of luck or chaotic coincidence? You don't like the way some guy's hair is cut, so he's out. You don't want to go over and talk to some guy whose haircut you do like, so he's out. And you don't want to do the process from the privacy of your phone because it sounds like work. You pray for things that are handed to you, then you push it away and pray for it to be easier. The process of meeting people is never hard when you accept that all you have to do is go with the flow, not fight against the opportunities that are thrown at you when you simply live life proactively. Getting to know people. The second part of the dating breakdown is the who are you and this is who I am process. This should be even easier than meeting someone, but again, your fear of this world fucks you up. The foundation of your personal life is stuffed with insecurities. You started this game of life with certain parents who taught you certain things that may have caused certain damage. You started this game with a certain look, nose shape, skin color, hair texture, and from there you get into body shapes that develop over time, the weight that's gained or lost, etc. How you look compared to the rest of your peers can either make you feel confident or make you insecure in terms of your physical traits. If you don't look like the prototype, as shown on a magazine cover, you see the world as unfair. Your mind? That raging storm now puts a dark cloud over your life based on your own thoughts, 
about how you look. Middle school crushes and high school dating are training grounds. They either boost your self-esteem or ding it. To be rejected, cheated on, or never loved sticks with you. Just like your parents' treatment and your physical appearance. The lack of romantic success can create insecurities that are hard to shake even ten years later. Meeting a person is one thing, but getting to know them with these insecurities is another. You may have developed a shy personality because you didn't like your teeth, so you hated speaking. Maybe you were taught that a woman shouldn't talk too much, and now on dates you just nod along and let the man take control. You may have developed a personality that grades on a curve, meaning that if a man is super attractive, you don't ask questions, challenge him, or do anything other than get along with him because you don't see yourself as pretty enough to get a man like this on a regular basis. Perhaps you were taught that sex or spoiling a man is how you connect with him. So while you're supposed to be getting to know him, you're crossing the sexual lines to keep him. I can go on and on. The point is, when your mind is poisoned to believe that your parents' fucked-up philosophy was the word of God, that you aren't as pretty as the other women a man can get, or that every relationship is going to end badly like your first few, then you become a horrible dater. It's not the physical world that keeps you stuck dating in this loop. It's your mind. You don't think you deserve the sunny days because it's always been Seattle for you. So why even get to know someone that'll just disappoint you or who you'll disappoint? Deciding if you match personality-wise. You are playing a character. We all know this universe is nothing more than a stage with actors coming in and out depending on what scene your subconscious wants to play out. In high school, you may have been the tough, sassy chick. When you got hired at a new company, you may have chilled out and became professional and elegant so people knew to respect you. So who have you chosen to play at this point in your life? I know so many actresses from the Instagram sex kittens who jet set but can't afford their rent to the divorced man-hater who wants to tell everyone else how to date, even the shy college student who pretends to be poor but is currently being sponsored by one of my favorite musicians. Everyone has a role they perform. Either you're playing a role that was thrust on you or you're choosing the role you want to play to best enjoy this world. When dating, a man is observing your behavior, your accent, the way you pronounce words, the kinds of things you ask, the hobbies you enjoy doing. He's also looking at the subtext. If you're loud or soft, domineering or quiet, and from there he's going to be a critic. Just like the late great Siskel and Ebert, he's going to give you a thumbs up or down. That's what you believe the way you dress, what you talk about on a date, and your general comfort level are influenced by the critics. You don't want to disappoint this man, so you play your role the way that you think males will approve. In your world, the men are making the choices while you wait to be picked because your inherent character flaw is that you have to tap dance for dick. Imagine if you stopped acting for men and took on a role for yourself. Testing Compatibility 
The final part of my original breakdown of dating was testing to see if you mesh over a period of time to see if you should commit. This is what dating boils down to in the end. Has the person shown that they fit you well enough to enter a committed relationship? The irony is that in your world, you don't test for your fit. You hope to fit him. This doesn't mean that you're a pushover, but it points to a lack of a self-centered goal. You date a man, you get mad when he does something you don't like. You're happy when he kisses your ass, and after enough time spent, you fall in love with the dick he's laying or even just having his company. What about the deeper applications that truly make relationships work? Has he earned you through actions or words? Is he someone who gets you on every level or someone you like because he likes you back? Testing these things doesn't matter when your world is chaotic. You think it's about luck and hitting the lottery in order to advance from dating to a relationship, so you don't test. You don't truly vet. You just hope he doesn't get too crazy, turns out to be a cheater, or ghosts you. The world that you've created for yourself is filled with injustice and tragedy. But none more tragic than you, a living God, choosing to downplay your might because of the weak thoughts that storm through your mind. This is Sparta. I am not here to show you how to play the same flawed character in the same inconsistent way and get the same inconsistent results. I am here to declare that there is no need to be afraid anymore. What if they don't like the way I look? What if I don't have anything interesting to say? What if they find someone else? Stop having imaginary conversations and living out fantasies of failure. There are women who tell themselves shit like men don't like darker-skinned women. Men only date skinny women. You have to match a man financially to be taken seriously and all of these other pitiful, tall tales. Every story you make up about why this world won't give you what you want will come true. Each fear that you have as to why you will be rejected will come true. The universe is built to give you what you keep asking for. And no matter how hard you cry or how sick you are of the dating stage, it's a purgatory of your own making. You will find true love. That's not an affirmation. That's a spoiler. You will be genuinely happy. That's not an affirmation. That's a spoiler. Everything you need is already yours. That's not an affirmation. That's a spoiler. The hell you've put yourself through will lead to a happy ending, not by default, not because you're nice, show gratitude, or pray, but because you worked for it. This book isn't entertainment. It's the pill that gets you out of the rabbit hole. There is no them, there is only you. There is no failure, there is only success. There are no setbacks, there is only discovery. There is no fear, there is only courage. The story you are about to write throughout this book will challenge you to look back at what you used to do or those things that you still do and burn it down. You are not shy and you are not unattractive. You are not your past. You are not your mistakes. You are simply what you choose to be. Today and every day that follows, you will choose to be a fucking Spartan. 
The new story you're going to create is about how you take over the world and reign over it for years to come. Are you ready? Online dating, using apps and social media the Spartan way. It doesn't matter where you meet a man because dating like a Spartan doesn't start until you actually go on a date. Online dating or meeting someone through social media exploded in 2020 due to the pandemic. Sites like Bumble, Hinge, and Match started fielding people who would never, ever sign up for dating sites. My views on meeting people online have evolved over the year as technology has improved. I've seen Tinder go from a breeding ground of fuckboys to seeing CEOs use it to speed up the process because they no longer have time to go out. The stigma of guys on those apps aren't serious has changed because we are living in a new world. I discussed new school dating briefly in the first half of Men Don't Love Women Like You when breaking down attracting men online, but let's expand on it. Younger women prefer online sites as men talking to them in public at random can be a turnoff, and even I fucking a guy when outside remains scary and awkward. Older women may be hesitant to try seducing men online as they don't know what to message or to say to stand out as they would in person. No matter what category you fall in, it will benefit you to be a master of offline seduction as well as online seduction. During the pandemic, I gave out a quarantine dating book on my website. Then I gathered data from those who used it and began to email me about what worked and what didn't work. I did this for the sole purpose of writing this chapter so it can serve as the ultimate guide to modern-day online dating. What I discovered was that being a basic bitch online is much easier than in person. So many of these typicals don't know how to message a man and keep his interest, nor do they know how to test them with trigger questions. Think about your own social media or dating app skills. Can you truly call yourself a Spartan who can use her wit to make a man thirst after you without reverting to sexy pictures or dirty talk? Can you type back in a way that will get any guy, no matter how handsome or rich, to melt in your hands? If the answer is no, then this chapter is for you. Getting to your first date may not happen in the way it did with Spartan Cali or Spartan Phoenix. You may meet an Okay, okay, okay. I'm going to cut it off right here. Don't be mad at me. If you want to hear the full version, go download it and listen. It's on iTunes. It's on Audible. Shit, it's probably on vinyl. Me and Patrick Stevens worked really hard on this book, so I hope you appreciate it, and I hope you actually use it. This is going to be your year. Make me proud.
make me proud.